Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Church on the Rock. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, you know what? I'm going to be the thousandth person to say, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Now, some of you are saying, come on now. That's so two weeks ago. Happy New Year. I love the joy. Please have a seat. Ah, man, this is amazing. We had a great time last night, didn't we? Who, who was there at the marketplace last night? Let me see a show of hands. Did we have a great time or what? Uh, so they warned me. I went overtime last night. They said, no, you've got to stick to the time frame today. So I'm going to be sure to do that. But uh, let's put up the first slide, please. Thank you. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about running toward these Goliaths. And what's interesting about it is we all have them. These are giants. Last night, we talked about one in particular, the giant called waiting. The giant called waiting. Now, I don't know about you, but there are a lot of people who have been praying hard for a long time, praying hard for a long time about a particular issue, and you're still waiting for the results. You might ask yourself, Lord, I don't know. I'm, are you still there? I, I'm praying. I'm doing everything right. And you're waiting for the results. I'm here to encourage you. Those results are coming. Amen. Those results are coming. Please start that slide for me. Thank you. Thank you. Because I want that animation in there. That's good. All right. That's good. Today we're going to encourage you. That's what this is all about. We're going to encourage you. And I want to start by telling you a little bit about my life, a little bit about my family. And I've got some of my family members here. Next slide, please. All right. First, I want to introduce you to my partner in life. This is my beautiful wife. This is Fern. Fern, would you please stand? <laughs> On April 16th this year, we will celebrate 40 years together. 40 years together. And it's interesting, as I learn more about your church, you're celebrating 40 years. So we started at the same time. How about that? We started at the same time. All right, let's go to the next slide. I'm going to tell you a little bit about our family a little bit. So one, I've got my sister right there. That's my sister. I put her in the book. You can read about it. That's my sister, Joanne. That's my brother-in-law, Oliver. Brother-in-love, I should say. All right, and we've got other family members coming as well. Fern and I have four adult children and 10, count them, 10 grandchildren. Can you believe that? See, I said last night I got a large sample size. I can do a lot of testing with my grandchildren. We actually have a great-grand, too. She just turned five months old, Arlie, just five months old. Next slide, thank you. What I want to share with you, and I put this in the book, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this, and that is when you look at this image, I want you to think carefully, think carefully, what do you see? Now, I like it when it's interactive. 
You saw that last night. I like it when it's interactive. So I'm open to your saying what comes to your mind as I look at this image. What comes to your mind as you look at this image? Shout it out. Anyone? A continuous loop. All right, continuous loop. What else? Rings of life. Okay. All right, anyone else? A cycle? A circle. There we go. It is a circle. Thank you. It's a full circle. And I use this image quite a bit to lots of different audiences when I talk about life's full circles. You see? Most people will look, when you think about this, most people will look at it and say, that looks like a mess to me. It looks like a mess. When I probe a little bit and I ask more questions, some people will kind of look at, they, kind of, they get drawn to the, to the dark spots. There, those dark spots. And what I want to do is if you're in a dark place right now, if you're going through something right now, a real major challenge, you've been waiting for a long time and you're in that spot, what I want to do is encourage you today because you continue to walk by and not by, because you may not see it, you may not feel it, but your time is coming. God is gonna draw you back into the light. See, that mess that we see, that chaotic mess, isn't that life? That's life. When I wrote this book, I was really focused on my family. I was focused on my four adult children and 10 grandchildren, now the great grand, because I wanted to lay it out for them. I don't sugarcoat anything. I wanted them to understand that, look, you're gonna have some challenges. You're going to have some dark moments. You're going to really get anxious about something. You might even get discouraged, but continue to walk by and not by, and you're gonna come back into the light. All right, you're gonna get back into the light. Now, I have to do this declaration with you. All right, you all have been saying this declaration, so we're gonna focus on this today. Now, we're gonna do this declaration. I want you to grab your Bible, you have it in front of you. I want you to hold it just right here, put it close, close to you, close to you. And as you're holding your Bible, I want you to think about the thing you cherish the most, the person you cherish the most. Think about that. Think about that person. And as you're thinking about that person you cherish the most, I want you to hug your Bible. Put it real close to you and hug it, all right? You might have your phone, that's right. Hug your phone, <laughs> all right? Now let's declare this. And what I want you to do is I want you to be careful about the inflections in particular. So I want you to do the declaration with me, but listen to how I say the declaration. This is my Bible. My Bible. I am what it says I am. Not my enemies, not my foes. What it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Mm -hmm. Today, I will be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. Touch your mind. 
Touch your mind. My mind is alert. Touch your heart. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you so much. Did you notice the inflections? Next time you do this declaration, I'd love for you to emphasize what we just did, the inflections, right? Full circle, full circle. This is my Bible. In those dark moments, I've got to come back to this. And I have to think about, what does this say about me? I have to turn off the television, <laughs> turn off the radio, I've got to tune out of the noise. There's lots of noise in the world right now, all right? Lots of noise. You listen to that long enough, that stuff starts penetrating your spirit. Have you noticed that? You listen to a lot of that stuff, it starts penetrating. No, 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 no. Guard your heart. Turn that stuff off at times. Do this. Read this. Study. Reflect. Talk about your plan, what you're going to do. All right? I have to turn that off. That's noise. All right? I have a podcast called Victory Groove. Victory Groove. Right? And I say it on the podcast to say, we already have the victory. We just need to get our groove back. You like, I got one laugh. Thank you very much. I appreciate that one laugh I got. That's, that's really good. Thank you. Thank you so much. You got to get your groove back. If you're listening to all that chatter and all that noise and it's such a busy world right now, you, you might lose your groove. You know, COVID taught us a lot, didn't it? It taught us a lot. A lot of people kind of got depressed. Anxiety right now is the number one mental disorder in the country, if not the world right now, is anxiety. But we know something about our solution. What does the Bible say about anxiety? Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Tune out and tune into our source because this is our Bible. I am what it says I am. Thank you. Next slide. I mentioned COVID. I remember 2020. I remember so well. My wife celebrated her 60th, may I say your age? Oops. <laughs> well, she posted it the other day, so I think I'm cool. I think I'm all right. Celebrated her 60th birthday in, in 2020. And we had a wonderful gathering of family. I can, I can remember just like it was yesterday. It's hard to believe that's been three years already. But my brother-in-law was there, my sister was there. We had family members and friends, and we were celebrating, and we were so excited about the new year. March came, and the world flipped. It turned upside down, and a lot of people were trying to figure it out. Everybody was. I was the dean of a business school, and faculty members who had never taught online before. In fact, I had several faculty members when I first started, they said, we will never teach online. And then COVID came. 
Everybody had to teach remotely. Mm -hmm. Never say never. Isn't that what they say? Never say never. All right. That was a huge giant. In fact, that giant, COVID, that Goliath, spun off a lot of other Goliaths, didn't it? Yeah. Anxiety was one of those. There was an, a peak around the world in terms of anxiety. On our campuses now, we actually have to hire additional staff to help counsel our students because of their anxiety, right? That was like that circle. It just came out of nowhere. It flipped, it turned, it was quick. It was uh, a surprise and it rocked our world. How many of you got concerned during that time? How many of you thought this is it? Don't really know what's gonna happen next. My brother-in-law and I, we started a little ministry called Five Fold Leaders. And it, it happens that we started it in 2019, 2019. And by the way, we've been doing that remotely. We were doing it virtually. We were using remote education before it became cool, <laughs> all right? And so what we did was during that time, we meet regularly online and we bring in a lot of believers and we talk about it. And during that time, we kept saying, Oliver, we kept saying, we know God is in control. We had to hold on to that. God is in control. We had to hold on to that. There were youngsters joining us too, and we had to console them and tell them, we have to hold on to God is in control. We got to hold on to it. Hold on to it. I said last night, I had a pastor say this, and I, it stuck with me. He said it many years ago. When you're at the end of your rope, you're at the beginning of God. You're at the beginning of God. We have to hold on to it. Thank you. Thank you for those five applause. I think. Thank you. Hold on to it. Here's my question. What giants will you face this year? What giants will you face this year? Just pause. Think about it. What giants will you face? Think about that and hold on. You know why? What do we have to hold on to? As you're looking up at that giant, just as David looked at Goliath, you gotta hold on to, my God is bigger, better, finish it, stronger, greater than you. We just sang it, didn't we? All right, hold on to that. We don't know what's coming, but we know God is still in control. Next slide, please, thank you. What I'd like to do in the last few minutes that I have is I wanna give you four key things to think about. Now, base the book on four key things. One, build on your foundation. Build on your foundation. You know, as I was writing this book, I was thinking about it. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes we build on a cracked foundation. I've met people who have cracked foundations. Maybe they have a broken home. They feel like they don't have a foundation. 
but it's that foundation. My wife and I, we built a home, started it seven or eight years ago, and, uh, and while she was working with the architect, she will tell you, I was focusing on the foundation. I was focusing on the foundation. I hired an engineering company. I spent a lot of time saying, I want this foundation to be strong. I want you to put the extra stuff in there to make that foundation strong. That was as we were building a house, right? Focus on that foundation. If you feel like you don't have a foundation, find your Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. You know what's even great here? The name of your church is Church on the Rock. It's Church on the Rock. This is our foundation. Build on your foundation. Now, where's my drummer? My drummer around? You ready, brother? All right. Try this on for size. Come on, give give me a drum solo, drummer. Come on, give me something. How about that, huh? How about that? Thank you, my man. We just met last night. I'm a drummer too, so I have a real appreciation for it. I have a real appreciation for it. My wife is a vocalist. She's a vocalist. And I wanted to do that because the next phase is find your rhythm. Find your rhythm. There are a lot of people still searching. It's like, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what God wants me to do. You've got to Find your rhythm. So that's another section in the book is to find your rhythm. I use rhythm because I'm a musician and I love rhythm. <laughs> All right. I, I use rhythm because people talk about a purpose, a calling. I get it. I get it. But find your rhythm. It's amazing when you watch bands. The first time you hear a band, the very first time they play, they're out of rhythm. They're trying to find how we're going to do unless you're reading the music. But I like to play by ear. All right. But you got to find your rhythm. What's your purpose? Next slide, please. What is your purpose? You know, everybody has a unique purpose. We all have one. It's something that's unique to us, right? But we work together, we collaborate, but you've got to find your rhythm. What is it about what you're doing? What is it that you should be doing? I had a guest on my podcast, a guy by the name of Terrence Murphy, who actually played football for Texas A&M, and then he went pro, played for the Green Bay Packers, played for the Green Bay Packers. It's a, a lot of people's dream. A lot of athletes say, I've got to go pro. That's what I'm going to do. I'm focused on that and everything. And guess what? Like many, my brother-in-law included, he got injured. Terrence got injured. And I interviewed him. I interviewed him because he found his rhythm after a defeat. He set his whole life's goal on, I'm going pro. That is what I'm going to do. And then he got injured. 
had married a young kid. He was disappointed. And I asked him, what did you do to get your rhythm back, to get your groove back? He told me, every morning when I took a shower, I prayed that God will give me something to be passionate about. That was my fervent prayer. Lord, I want something to be passionate about. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I'm lost. But I want something to be passionate about. What are you passionate about? Have you asked God? Lord, give me something to be passionate about. And it's amazing because this guy, you can listen to the podcast, this guy talked about the amazing turnaround that happened in his life. He's now a real estate mogul. I mean, he's doing commercial real estate, residential real estate. He buys strip centers. I, I said, man, you know, occasionally I'll talk to my wife and I will talk about maybe buying a car or buying a house. You and your wife are buying strip centers and check that out. Someone who lost the rhythm but got his rhythm back. Lord, give me something to be passionate about. We talked last night at Marketplace Ministry. We talked about you know, starting your own business and, and all the giants that come along with starting your own business, the risks you take, all right? You've got to have that purpose. You've got to be passionate about it. My dad used to say, son, it's more than a notion. You have to want to do it more than one time. He taught me. He taught me a lot. Be passionate. Pray for passion and find your rhythm and find your unique path. Next slide, please. The next one is dare to believe. Now, I'm talking to believers, so I know I'm in the right audience. I'm talking to the right audience. I'm in the right room. We're believers, right? Uh, Okay, good. Dare to believe. My wife wrote a song. Dare to Believe by Fern Walker-Jones. Look it up. You can jam to it. You really can. Dare to Believe. So, foundation. Build on your foundation. Find your rhythm. Dare to Believe. Dare to Believe. I don't want to put you on the spot. She's out lady. Well, would you at least say the words, the lyrics? Okay, she wants, you to, she wants you to listen to the song. That's what she wants you to do. I want you to listen to the song about daring to believe. It's in the book too, by the way. We put the lyrics in the book. Dare to believe and hold on to those beliefs. And the last one, the last one that we have is leave a legacy. Leave a legacy. That's our great-granddaughter. That's Arlie. A-R-L-I. Leave a legacy. Arlie's grandmother passed in 2019. I want you all to listen to this. One of those dark moments in that full circle. Arlie's grandmother, our daughter, passed in 2019. It was looking at that circle, it was one of those dark moments 
it came, it was a simple procedure. It was a medical procedure that's done repeatedly. Sometimes it's, you know, someone saying something? Oh, if, if that's a client on the phone, go for it, because I'm in sales. I've just been, <laughs> all right, but, but we lost our daughter in 2019. It was one of those dark, dark moments for us. We had three, have three grandchildren, three grandchildren, and our eldest produced this wonderful gift from God. And we went through that moment, and it was dark, and we continued to pray, and Lord blessed us with a great grand, a great grand. And you know what? My wife is keeping our great granddaughter just about every day. We now wake up before our granddaughter brings our great granddaughter over, we might grab our cup of coffee and we start smiling before she ever hits the door. Before she ever hits the door. That dark moment, all right? That dark moment, God brought us right back into the light. And we now have a great grand. We experienced the death and now God brought us this life. And this is part of our legacy. When I wrote the book, I was thinking about my family. What would I say to my family? I want Arlie and the other great grands to read this book, to understand how life is gonna work and how faith can get you through. Build on your foundation. Find your rhythm. Dare to believe and leave a legacy. It could be a grandnephew, grandniece, a cousin. It's all part of your legacy. Leave a legacy. Next slide, please. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Full circle, as you're going through life and you have those moments, walk by faith, not by light. Walk by faith and not by sight. And do not be afraid. I wanna to talk to those of you who may be going through one of those moments. I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hand. But I'd love for the band to play a song for you that I selected. The band, music ministry, would you come up and play the song for me? It's based on Romans 828. Those of you who may be going through one of those moments where you think, you know what, I, I just don't, just don't know. It's dark here. It's dark right now. I believe in you. I know you're there. I'm holding on to your promises, Lord. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that moment. I know you're there. Whatever that dark thing is right now, I want to encourage you because you will get back into the light. You will go back into the light. God is 
for you. Lord, I just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for this moment. I pray for those who may be in a spot right now and they're looking for you to answer and they're waiting. Lord, we know that while we're waiting, you're orchestrating, you're moving people and circumstances around so that you can answer our prayer. But we've got to wait. We've got to be patient. We've got to hold on. We know you're for us. I pray for those who are going through that right now, Lord. And I ask that you grant them peace. Show them signs and wonder. Show them signs, Lord. Little breadcrumbs. <laughs> little breadcrumbs along the way. Just a little breadcrumb that they can see and say, hey, Lord, I know that's you. Lord, I'm praying for those breadcrumbs right now. And I thank you, Father, for this opportunity. Thank you because we're grateful and we're hopeful and we know you're there. Whatever this giant is that's facing our family here, we know that you're bigger, you're better, you're stronger, you're greater. And Lord, we declare to your promises and we thank you Lord for the results in Jesus name in Jesus name we pray thank you all thank you thank you what is your next step in your faith well here at Church on the Rock we would love to help you Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.